Can you talk to me about socks? I love socks. Um, I think socks are kind of a philosophical object because we all wear socks and we literally step on them. Mm-hmm. And but the other thing that's cool about socks is some of them are really beautiful. But I even like the plain ones. Um, I like really uh, ordinary things. And socks are about as ordinary as you can get. And maybe underwear. But there's something more basic about socks. That was my friend, the artist B. Wirtz, talking about socks. The first time I ever met him, he was showing his work at an art residency, standing at a podium, blinking into the light of a projector, and looking a bit bewildered that people were staring back at him. He had a long, thin body, draped in nice clothing, and bright red glasses perched on his nose. He showed us images of his artwork. In one picture, there were two socks facing each other, with the words Know Thyself stitched between them, as well as a canvas that said, my cat, without a second thought, would purchase all of my art. I was 26 years old at the time, and after his presentation we had dinner, and I told him that I wanted to make a film, but I didn't know what it should be about. And he said I should just start the film, right away, that we could start by talking together, and that we could talk about nothing, that I shouldn't be afraid of nothingness, or to just start a project. Do you think I could literally make this movie about nothing, like like I Seinfeld? Do because isn't, isn't that what life kind of is? Is life have like a nice coherent plot and everything, and it all? But life is very like, boring. I wouldn't want to watch that in a film. I would well, be like. Remember when Andy Warhol said he liked boring things? <laughs> but what's most people really are. boring? He wasn't bored. You know, he wasn't bored. Um, God, I love the idea of making a movie about nothing. Because nothing is like a vacuum, and a vacuum gets filled, <laughs> right? <laughs> With, like, garbage. Yeah, but garbage is a matter of opinion. Mm. <laughs> right? I mean, my artwork's made out of what a lot of people call garbage. I don't think it's garbage. Richard Tuttle, there's a great, I'm paraphrasing Richard Tuttle, he said... Take a piece of junk and treat it with respect, and it will give it back to you. So we went ahead and tried it. We talked about nothing with the utmost respect. And here is an excerpt of our conversation about a belt that be owned. I had, for many years, one belt to my name. It was a simple black belt with a, interestingly, a silver-colored buckle that said solid brass. <laughs> so somehow they'd gotten this brass to be silver-colored, which always intrigued me. It didn't look like cheaply plated or anything. It just, I don't know, like some kind of silver wash on it. So how long did you have this one belt? Like 20 years or more. And it somehow seemed so simple, like my life was so simple. One wallet, one belt. And what happened to the belt? 
the leather loop broke at one point and I replaced it with a piece of black cord that I tied and I painted the ends this beautiful blue color with acrylic paint and then one of the things that held the actual buckle broke and so the thing was not long for this world it was going to fall apart so then I I had this dilemma of what am I going to get as a belt Wait, wait. So how old were you in your life when you first encountered this dilemma? Oh, oh, 60s, in my 60s. Yeah. So I think that I had literally never gone and bought myself a belt. I think I got some that my dad gave me. I see how this was a dilemma because you've had one belt for almost 30 years. Yeah, yeah. And now you need to replace it. Yeah, it's kind of a... Um, weird in a way. It was like replacing your companion or something. (laughs) No, you just don't pick out a belt, any belt. (laughs) I mean, of course I could have. My friend later said, why didn't you just go to the store and buy a belt? But but I didn't. Let's talk about why you didn't just go to a store and buy a belt. Um... It had to be something special to replace it. Yeah. So then uh, what happened in the meantime was I thought, oh, I could get one on eBay because I get stuff on eBay. I got a lot of stuff on eBay. Mm -hmm. Then it became an adventure because that's what eBay always is. And I learned, do you do eBay? Yeah. Do you remember when you first started? Because somebody showed me how to do it. And someone else would get it. And then I would, and I would be really disappointed. And then I really quickly realized, no, it's okay. It's like a Zen kind of lesson. There's always something else on eBay. I, I didn't have to have that. Yeah, so I started looking for the designer belts and I found a few and then I sent uh, them to Anne. Anne is his wife. For her approval. She said, they're all nice, why don't you get them all? Which was messing up my plan of having one belt. But, you know, it's good to be not so set in your ways. I thought, maybe it would be fun to have three, you know, alternate. So... I ended up getting all three. It was like I described it was like going to the pound and adopting pets. And I adopted three of them and I gave them homes. (laughs) They were orphans, basically. Yeah, they were orphans. Um, And now they're loved again. In a way, the old belt is part of the family. The The old belt was... (laughs) Right. It's like the, the parent. Ancestor. Yeah, the yeah. parent. But I think three's the limit. I don't need to keep getting more belts. Like you're maybe set for life now. Yeah. Because, right, you have three and they are going to last longer because they're going to be rotated. And it's also not going to become, it's not going to become a belt collection. Yeah. Because I think we all collect something. It's such a human impulse. Mm. 
uh, even if you don't, you're still, I think, rebelling and kind of making a statement about not and then relishing that you didn't get caught in it. But it's still, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the impulse is there. <laughs> right, the impulse is there and it has to be reacted to one way or another. But anyway, the belt thing definitely I don't consider them a collection. I consider them three. So I'm sort of in in between. I know what my collections are. I'm aware of them. I try to think about them so I don't take them for granted. And then very um, practical in realizing I don't need any more collection. Uh, and, and the funny part about it is I normally wear my shirts untucked so no one ever sees them. <laughs> so for me to like pick the belt I wear is kind of ridiculous in a way because no one ever sees it. <laughs> that was B. Wirtz talking about his belt. So that conversation was years ago now, and I never did end up making a film about nothing. But in a way, this show has become kind of a replacement. And at the end of my conversation with B-Words, we circled back to this idea of a film or a podcast about nothing. Okay, we've done, we're doing this interview. You didn't know what you were going to do, but you had the idea to do it. And um, you're going to learn something out of it one way or another. No, I still feel confused. I'm like, I'm still not sure if this is a good idea or not. But if you never, if it's not a good idea and never, and you never do anything like this again, it wasn't a waste to find that out. But I haven't figured it out. I'm still completely (laughs) unsure because every interview is different. (laughs) This is like some kind of crazy riddle thing we're doing to ourselves. Yeah, it's horrible. Welcome to my brain. Yeah. As I was listening back, I realized how scared I was to make something. And then I heard myself tell a story about this woman who got lost. She was hiking the Adirondack Trail. Oh, and she got okay. to a confusing part in the Adirondack Trail where the signage is bad. Oh, that's kind of scary and she wandered, and she was only two miles off the trail. But she was there surviving for 30 days. Oh, they gave up wow. looking for her after 20 days. Wow. They just couldn't find where she was, and she... And she died. And no one died? Yeah, no one found her for two years. Someone just came across her camp. Wow. Yeah. And and so wait, and so why did you bring that up? I brought it up because I get lost all the time. Often geographically, but also existentially. Okay, you know what? I it's funny because I'm thinking, okay, I'm a lot older than you are. It's like you're like the person that climbed up the hill to the guru. And I just wanted someone to tell me. Here's my big opportunity, which I said I couldn't do. But maybe what I should just say to you is, there is no problem. You're doing everything the way you you should do, even your anxiety. It's all fine. You've been listening to Constellation Prize from The Believer magazine. That was the last episode from this batch. This episode was produced by me, Bianca Gaver. Our editor is Hayden Bennett. Music by Greta Morgan, Zubin Hensler, and Stellwagen Symphonette. 
and mixed by Jacob Bloomberg.